Okay, so the praise dancers, there's something else before you guys go, and then we'll tell you when it's time for you guys to come up. Okay, so can all youth please stand? I would like to thank those that brought at least two friends out today. And don't forget to come out on Friday nights for youth night at 8, 8 p.m. in the CDC. We want to see your face in the plays. Also, Youth Night will be sponsoring community service projects, and we want everyone, everyone standing to be involved. Now we'll have Jaylene Frame with her testimony. Good morning, St. Matthews. Good morning. I just want to give a brief testimony on how the Lord Jesus Christ helped me through, like, affected me through my life. God has helped me through numerous situations. For the past few years, I've been looking down on myself, telling myself I wasn't pretty or even good enough to be on this earth. I felt like I was a waste of space, all because of what people told me and talked about me. They just, people used to call me fat, ugly, Godzilla, used to sing the Hungry Hungry Hippo song every time I walked by. I, sadly, I started to believe it. Started to believe that I was ugly. Started to believe that I was a mistake. I started to believe that God had given up on me. Thankfully, I started to pray more, and God delivered me from my bad thoughts. <laughs> now I realize that I am beautiful. <laughs> and what I also realized is that he's beautiful. <laughs> and that she's beautiful. And that you're beautiful. Look to your left and tell them that they're beautiful. <laughs> now to your right. <laughs> you might not think so, you're beautiful. Don't let anyone tell you different. Always remember Psalms 139, verse 14. I will give thanks unto thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> Thank you. So now, in honor of Black History Month, we will have the Who Am I bios by Sky Jarvis and Johnny Thompson. Who am I? Born on July 10, 1875. 
After graduating from the cemetery, I went to Dwight Moody Institute for Home and Foreign Missions, also known as Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. I believe that education provided the key to racial advancement. To that end, I founded the Daytona Normal Industrial Institute for Negro Girls in Daytona, Florida in 1904. Starting out with only five students, I helped grow the school to more than 250 students over the next years. I served as the school's president and I remained its leader even after it was combined with the Cookman Institute for Men in 1923. The merged institution became known as the Bethune-Cookman College. The college was one of the few places that African-American students could pursue a college degree. I stayed with the college until 1942. <coughs> I served as the president of the Florida chapter of the National Association of Colored Women for many years. I also became involved in government services, lending my expertise to several presidents, including President Coolidge, President Hoover, and President Roosevelt. President Calvin Coolidge invited me to participate in a conference on child welfare. In 1935, I became a special advisor to President Roosevelt on minority affairs. That same year, I also helped my own civil rights organization, the National Council of Negro Women. I am Mary Bethune, Mary McLeod Bethune. Who am I? I settled in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at 19 after working as a sailor. By 1877, I spoke adequate, adequate English and had moved to Massachusetts. In the early days of shoemaking, shoes were mainly made by hand. After a while, I went to the Harney Brothers Shoe Factory. At the time, no machines could attach the upper part of the shoe to the sole. This had to be done manually by a hand laster. A skilled one could produce 50 pairs in a 10-hour day. After five years of work, I obtained a patent for my invention in 1883. My machine could produce between 150 to 700 pairs of shoes a day, cutting shoe prices across the nation in half. When a, when a shoe was made by hand, only 50 could be made a day. But when I created a shoemaking machine, I made 700 pairs a day. My invention was perhaps the most important invention for New England. Uh, yeah. My invention was the greatest forward step in the shoe industry. So who am I? I am Jan Ernest Matt Zieliger. The next voice that you will hear after the youth praise dance in a selection by the youth choir will be that of our very own Pastor Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., our Bible preacher, teacher, and spiritual leader, and man of God.
Come on, let's make it personal. I. Come on, everybody say we, we. Come on, we're going there. We're on our way. Everybody, oh.
Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And worship is all about you and not about us. We thank you for this Lord's Day. Thank you for the ministry of these young people. We praise you for them. We thank you that you have them in church. Thank you for their parents. We thank you, oh God, for their participation. Thank you for the leaders of these young people. And God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would correct our thinking, that you would convict us of our sin, that God, you would convert us if need be in the matchless name of Jesus. And now speak to our hearts through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's get the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Hallelujah. Crazy. I want to give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to our co-laborers in the gospel, our ministers, and all of our youth participants, our youth, our members, our friends. I want to thank God for our senior citizens ministry yesterday. I came late, but I want to thank God for all of you, Lorna Darby, Reverend Green, great job. And uh, there are just so many facets to this church. We, this is our youth Sunday, and I am so proud of our youth. Amen. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we know what you're going through. Been there. Amen. Thank the Lord for you and um, to Pastor Clee Foot, great job. Tony Tyler, great job. Steve, Paul, Dan, I want to thank God for all of you that work so vigorously every Friday night. They are in place. Amen. With 70, 80 youth. I want to thank God for them. And God is an awesome, awesome, awesome God. Amen. Amen. Now this morning, we're going to do this as expeditiously as possible. We had a lot this morning, and this morning we're going to be in uh, James chapter 3. James chapter 3. Everybody turn your Bibles. Don't, amen. Everybody turn your Bibles. To my sister that gave the testimony, we love you. Thank God for you. You are beautiful. We love you. We, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. God is. And to our praise dancers, great job. Praise Jesus. And this choir, let's, let's get this choir. This choir, hand clap. Praise the Lord. Kent, thank you. Hallelujah. James chapter 3, we've been in James for some time. And verse 13, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation, good life his works with meekness of wisdom. This morning I want to talk about a monster or a master. A monster 
or a master. Having played organized baseball, I learned the difference between mechanics and mechanisms. Mechanics in sports typically are the proper way to do something. In baseball, the proper way to stand at the plate, plant your back, back foot, hold your arm up, uh, just barely bend your knees, keep your eye on the pitcher's hand, and as the ball comes, to learn to stride into the ball with your wrists. It's not about anything but your wrists. And um, th those were mechanics, how to throw, how to catch, how to hit the cutoff man, how to slide. But we also learned mechanisms. And the mechanisms were as you were sitting in the dugout watching one of your teammates batting, you started taking notes, mental notes and having insights. If there was a flame-throwing pitcher on a mound, throwing at 90-something miles an hour, you would sit in the dugout and watch him wound up, and as the ball would leave his hand, you would start counting 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, and you would count how many seconds it took for that ball to leave his hand to get to the plate. So when you came up to bat, you had some fundamental idea if he threw this fastball when you needed to start your swing. And to my amazement, you can learn more in the dugout than you can on the field. You can learn more observing than you can participating. You see things that others may not see. And in a similar sense, James begins to differentiate the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is an intelligence of how things are um, put together, taken apart. Knowledge is an intellect of the, of the makeup of things, whereas wisdom is the application of the knowledge. How to make this thing function. How to take a problem and translate it, turn it into spiritually a peace. It takes wisdom to live this life. Amen. And the wisdom of God is in the Lord Jesus Christ. That when we look at this matter of wisdom, we, the wisdom of the world a man is caught up in pride, self-promotion, and personal gratification. Why, whereas the wisdom of God ends in peace, praise, and profit. That all through the Bible, God challenged his people to choose his wisdom as part of their lives. 
Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. Can I get a witness? And on this youth Sunday, we want to impact our youth by saying that the only the wisdom of God will give you correct, listen, direction, discernment, uh, decision-making. Uh, amen. Lessen your difficulty and give you deliverance. I, 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 need, I, need, I, I need to say something about the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God does not necessarily uh, come out as logic. The wisdom of God is always is not always logical. For those of you that thrive on logic, you may have a tough time with faith. Can I get a witness? Because faith can defy logic. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, and listen, uh, wisdom will not always lift your burdens overnight. God's God's wisdom will not always Amen. Alleviate your emotions when you're feeling bad. But I can guarantee you this, God's wisdom will give you liberty. Amen. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so as we begin to look at this, this, this text, this text, and I all, oftentimes tell the preachers and teachers, you don't pull scripture out of context. Everything is in a text and has a context. Can I get a witness? James' thematic thrust is, listen, faith of a mature believer. Not somebody that just comes to church every now and then, never opens the Bible, never comes to Bible study, uh, amen, don't spend time in prayer, not trying to walk a walk with Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. We're talking about mature faith. And, and, and when we started this, I said, grow up. Can I get a witness? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Grow up. Leave, leave those feelings and uh, leave those mentalities of being a babe behind. You need to suck it up, as they say in the military. Come on, suck it up, soldier. Get it, get it together. You need to grow up. And James started out, watch this now, and I got a PT all through this book. James says, when you are mature, you can be patient in trials. Count it all joy. When, meaning you won't go through. Can I get a witness? A amen. Knowing, knowing what? That God has both designed for your trials and development. Something from your troubles that God is using to help you, to help you grow. Can I get a witness? So, so, so he says a mature Christian is patient in trials, but then he's pure when tempted. Chapter 1, verse 12. It's in your book. Can I get a witness? Don't say God tempted you. God cannot tempt you with evil, but every man is tempted when he or she is drawn away of his own lust, and when lust have conceived, he is enticed, and then, amen, this enticement bringeth forth sin. The fact of the matter is, is that if I'm mature in the faith, I can stay pure when tempted. And you're going to be tempted. Can I get a witness? Young people, you're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted to take shortcuts. You're going to be tempted, right. amen, to do things that you shouldn't do. You're going to be tempted to go places you shouldn't go. And so the mature believer is not only patient in trials and pure in temptations, but they practice truth. Chapter 2, don't be just hearers 
of the word be doers. And then last week, the mature believer, patient in trials, pure in temptations, practices the truth, here it comes, and they can have power over their tongue. Some of us just talk too much. Well, you know, I think nobody asked you. I tell you, opinions are like armpits. Everybody got at least two. You want, y'all, y'all, y'all want me to leave it there or go further? I'll go further. Some stink more than others. Can I get a witness? So the fact of the matter is, is that, amen. And that's, and that's, the, that's the glorious thing of pastoring. Everybody knows what you're supposed to be doing. But they ain't never pastoring. <laughs> I got a better idea. I'm smarter than him. God bless you. You'll get your turn. You'll get your turn. You'll get your turn. You'll get your turn. But check it out. Now James says, okay, you got power over your tongue. You can tame that tongue. And, that, and you know, taming the tongue is not easy. We are quick. That stuff come out so quick. Don't it come out quick? Can't we open our mouths quick? Excuse me, were you talking to me? What'd you say? I bet. Uh, here we go. Been there, done that. But as I mature, the Lord starts putting a watch on my mouth. The Lord, the Lord starts holding back my words. Are y'all praying with me? Amen. What I used to say quickly. Now I give it some time. Are y'all, are y'all praying with me? Leave that one alone. But now James comes to this matter of wisdom and we see, listen, a process, a perfect, and the profit of translation. When do I know God is speaking. When is God speaking and when is Satan speaking? It's not as clear as you think. Because Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. I've been fooled. How many of y'all been fooled? I've been, I've been fooled by the devil. What I thought was God, and he used scripture to fool me. I thought I'd throw that one in too. Can I get a witness? So James, James comes to this matter of showing us the difference in the makeup of wisdom, the, the origin of where this wisdom is coming from. And when you, listen, I'm not talking about audible voice, voices because you may have to go into an asylum. I ain't talking about audio. I'm talking about when you hear thoughts come in your mind, young people, or you get impulses, Mentally, you need to question where it's coming from. Are y'all praying with me? Yeah, and, 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 and it's here that James is saying, and I want you to see this. He says, you, verse 13, I, I, amen, a wise man endued with knowledge. Interesting that when, when we look at the makeup of these words, it's interesting uh, this endued with knowledge in the Greek can also mean 
understanding. Understanding comes from a thought in the Greek where a specialist, amen, a real specialist in any subject can delineate and define the entire process, makeup, and putting back together of an object. This is a specialist. He says, when you gain this understanding, endued with knowledge, amen, show out of a good life, your works with meekness and wisdom. He's dealing with this matter, listen, of the origin of where your messages are coming from, my Lord. That if it's coming from a demonic source, it, it is, listen, it's sensual, it's selfish, amen. That, that means, it's, listen, it's promoting self, it's, come on now, it's, it's amen, it's, it's, it's of the devil. It produces a counterfeit. It is, it is selfish, sensual. It brings strife. And, and, and it, is, it is a counterfeit. It's not correct. He's saying we've got to differentiate whether this is, in the Greek, sukikos, the natural man, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the soulish man, the man that runs his life by his feelings, humanism, secularism, or pneumatikos, pneuma, spiritual. It's either coming from one or two sources. And, 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 and so what he says is this, and I want you to see this differentiation. Look at verse 15. The wisdom, this wisdom, I'm going to come back, descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed how Christians cannot discern their impulses. And, um, and, um, and, and it has to do with your direction. You young people have to learn when God is speaking and when Satan is speaking. Come on, baby, will you, come on, let's have sex. Will you lay down with me? Now, where's that from? Uh, no, y'all going to answer me? Where's, where's that from? Excuse me? Satan, yeah. Come on, throw your, <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 1, come on, throw, 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 throw yourself in our crowd. Let's go, let's go do some wrong. Where's that voice coming from? Satan. Don't go to church. Don't go to youth night. Don't go to Bible study. Talk back to your mother and father. Where's that coming from? Satan. You're corny to be a virgin. Satan. If a boy want to touch your body, tell him he, he got to marry you first. They don't even preach that no more. Called abstinence. Are y'all getting this? In the name of Jesus. See, the problem is we've never been taught the mechanisms from the word of God to differentiate these voices. That when, 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 when James is looking at where the 
this stuff is coming from. We ought to be asking ourselves a question, whether it's your job, whether, listen, whether, whether it's your church, whether, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your ministry, you got to know when God is speaking and when Satan is using the apparatus of your flesh to speak. Do I have a witness? Because you have no discernment. And we keep doing over and over and over the things that are not of God, but we expect the peace of God. Ain't happen. Ain't happen. I, I, you know, we're living in a in a world where, listen to pastor. The internet and these statistics they take, well, seventy percent of the people are saying this. And what do you say? Well, ninety-five percent of people are going to hell. It's not what man has to say. It's what God has to say. It's not about your opinion, it's about his word. Can I get a witness? Guess who's holding in his hand your future? Satan doesn't have your future. God has your future. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding and in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall make that better. Listen, when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, I, I made some stupid mistakes, stupid choices. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, I'm out here preaching to people in their 60s and 70s, they still making stupid choices. Child of God, there comes a time when he's talking about the origin and makeup of what you think you're being led to do. Right here in the Bible. Where's it coming from? Where's it coming from? Oh, I met, I met, I met a guy. He's so nice. Where's it coming from? Yeah. You know, the Lord laid on my heart. And when I hear that, I really, my antennas really go up. Where, where, where is it coming from? Because God will automatically differentiate his voice from other voices. Can I get a witness? Let me, let me, let me give you some fodder before I get. In, in Genesis 11, they worked overtime building the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel ended up in a bunch of confusion because God went in it. Can I get away? It took a lot of intelligence to put those cigarettes together, to, to put those buildings together. And God just says, no, it's, a, it's, bab, it's they're babbling because my spirit went through because it was not of God. Here's David in 1 Samuel 17 when Goliath pulls up nine-foot giant and says, who would dare fight me? Saul said, I ain't going out there. Saul was the king. So Saul's intelligence and wisdom, he took off his armor, gave it to David. David said, no, I don't need to wear that. Just give me a slingshot. Because God specializes in confounding the wise with what looks foolish. So David had five smooth stones, one for Goliath and four for his brothers. 
Are you praying with me? That child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, the suki cost messes us up. Even Jesus' disciples arguing with one another, who will be the greatest in the kingdom? Jesus takes James, John, and Peter up to the Mount Transfiguration. They up there, and, and, and they're having a great, glorious time. Jesus said, don't tell nobody about this. They come down the mountain, and the man runs up to Jesus, falls at his feet, and says, sir, will you please heal my son? And Jesus said, you know, okay, I'll heal him. And they said, well, we took him to your other nine disciples, but they couldn't heal him. They was too busy fighting with one another as to why Jesus didn't take them up to the mountain. They lost their power. We've got to discern the will of God. We got to know where this stuff is coming from. In fact, we got to know that we know that we know that we know. And Paul says, here's what you do. When you, when you keep praying you don't know, test that spirit by the Holy Spirit. I'm preaching now. Test, put that thing in the word of God, shake it up, and see what comes out. Y'all ain't praying with me. Are y'all praying with me? You can't go out here unequally yoked. Marrying somebody ain't even say that ain't in the will of God. Talk about I'm in love with you. Ain't in love. You in lust. In the name of Jesus, somebody need to preach it. Be ye not unequally yoked. Mm. He deals with the origin, the origin, the origin, the origin. And I must say. I have not always understood where the origin was. Hmm. Child, and this is the worst thing, child, if I were you. Here's the next time somebody said it to you, say, you're not me. Learn to listen succinctly for the voice of God. The origin will ultimately determine the outcome. Are you getting this? Hmm. I love Acts chapter 19. I preached it many times. Sons of Sceva. In fact, I think it's the only time in the New Testament that demons spoke. And when they was trying to duplicate the miracles of the disciples, the apostles, the demon said, Paul we know, and Jesus we know. Who are you? Now, when you leave and understand what the who, who are you means, when you find out what that means, Paul has authority to do what he's doing. Jesus is the authority. God didn't give you no authority. Who are you? He deals with the origin and then he moves quickly to the difference in the operation of wisdom. Go back up to verse 14. But if you have, ah, oh, here it is, bitterness, envying, 
and strife. Now, real quick, bitterness, envy, selfish ambition, a zeal not according to the word, the knowledge, a promotion of self, amen, uh, 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 produces competition among God's people. My Lord. Carnal considerations which promotes man and not God gives glory to people and not the Savior. Can I get a witness? He says strife. The word strife in the Greek is a self-seeking party spirit. That means your whole ministry is being a politician trying to canvas votes and support for who you are. Don't you know there's people in the church like that? They want everybody to speak well of them. And they treat everybody as if this thing is political. <laughs> Won't work. Jesus said, beware when all men speak well of you. Something's wrong. You have compromised somewhere. When you're a true Christian, everybody ain't supposed to speak nice of you. Yeah, you'll, you'll get that on the way home. Your tolerance and your testimony will determine just how spiritual you are. If I can sit there in front of the TV and tolerate everything, they cussing, they taking their clothes off, they doing this, doing that, and I sit there, oh, I like this show. <laughs> Something's wrong, Doc, with my spiritual life. Are y'all praying with me? Now, child, child, child of God, look what he says, bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom is not from above. Contrawise, verse 17, but the wisdom operation that's going on inside of me, that's from above, is first, it has character, it's pure. You know, I, I, I was telling this morning, I, you know, I know, I'm, old-fashioned you know. at the end of the day I love looking at a lady I got one amen, amen. <laughs> and notice I said at the end of the day because there was a day I ain't want a lady say amen to that too that's an old another thing I don't like to see a woman going down the street eating a chicken bone and spitting <laughs> Just something, just something, something a little, something a little off about that picture. Hola. Or I'm on a date and your arm is tighter than mine. In the name of Jesus. A meek and swat, quiet spirit is what the Bible talks about. Sister Gordon said to me one day, she said, you know, I spent seven years in the military. She said, uh, I didn't marry you to join the military. I said, at ease. <laughs> Great lady. See, this is what we deal with Wednesday. When you figure out your issues and your issues are greater than you think, 
your issues are greater than you think. When you figure out your issues and your idiosyncrasies, yeah. And then your indiscretions that move into your internal conflict, stay with the one you're married to because nobody else wants you. <laughs> this stuff is tight, Doc. This stuff is tight. How many of y'all have mood swings? No, 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 don't go like that. Put your hand all the way up. Oh, don't we have some mood swings? Why do you keep bothering me? Get on out the room. Hmm. How many of y'all got historical issues? Came from growing up, whatever you was exposed to? Can I get a witness? Mom and dad. I'm preaching now, Doc. This stuff's tight. Dad was a drunk. All he did was come home drunk, beat you up. Now you married and you come home, you want to beat somebody up? And, 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 and listen, and you resent what you were exposed to. So now that you're married, an argument starts, you look at your mate and go, let me get something straight. The first time you even act like you going to I will take this lamp and try to knock your head off. Now, we understand, we understand where that's coming from. But you just left church and you was in the middle of the aisle going, praise him. <laughs> praise him, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See, I'm always intrigued how quick we can turn that button down. in this list as pure, as peaceful, as gentle, as easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. It's called Frankenstein. Now some of y'all too young to know about Frankenstein. I'm going way back to the 50s, bars call off. Frankenstein was a monster created by a doctor where he took different body parts and put it all together thinking he was going to reproduce life like God. The problem was Igor got an abnormal brain instead of a normal brain and what he thought would be a man turned out to be a what? A monster. Now, the theme to the story is Dr. Frankenstein had to be the one to go back and kill his own monster. But the monster ended up killing him. Are y'all praying with me? So you raise children. And you keep making excuses for them. You let them have your, their way. You let them disrespect you. You let them stay at home from church. You won't send them to youth night. You talk about the past in front of them. You do all of this stuff, and then they turn out to be a Frankenstein. 
they turn out to be a monster because you have taken a little dab of this a little dab of Oprah, a little dab of CNN, a little dab of BET, and you decided that your parents raised you wrong when your parents raised you right. I wish I had a witness up in this place. Our parents didn't play. They had relationship, but they had rules. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Here's what they used to say. Excuse me. A child is seen. But you let your child have input on everything. I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? My mother used to go to Penn Fruit on 19th and Oregon. I was a little boy. I say, Ma, she said, don't be telling me what to buy. Dinner was at 6. Nobody ate till Dad came home. Forget them days. Dad, 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 Dad would be glad if he get a piece of toast. We had to say yes, ma'am, and no, sir. I'm preaching up in this place. We didn't have no options. Can I get a witness? And they only spoke once. Then you was in trouble. Can I get a witness? I, I, I mean, I thank God on my, mother, on my mother's deathbed. I said, Mom, thank you. Thank you for raising me with a rod. Come on, thank, thank you. One big black phone in the house. Remember that big rotary phone? You dialed one number, you had to sit there and wait till it click, click, 10 times back, click, 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 click. So they knew when you was on it. You, you didn't use that phone. That was the White House phone. Yeah. Ain't nobody like that. That's the problem. That's the problem. I was in church every Sunday. There ain't no options. It would, I went in church on you Sunday. I was in church every Sunday. That's why I know so much about church. I was on the choir. I was on the usher board. I was in church every Sunday with no options. Are y'all praying with me? Man. And, 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 and I, told, I told you, I'm going to throw this out there because I know y'all in another century, another world. I wouldn't dare bring a girl around that house. I was in junior high school. I said, ain't nothing happening. And my brother, he's a preacher. He's, he's 18 months older than me. He brought this girl named Marsha. We was in junior high school. Marsha was the prettiest thing I ever did. And it was on a Sunday night. We sitting in there. First of all, we only had two rooms downstairs. We had, we had, we had living room, dining room, and a kitchen about this big. Are y'all with me? Yeah. He brought that girl in the door, and she came in, and uh, we all sitting on the couch looking at Ed Sullivan. Never forget it. I said to myself, this boy got a lot of nerve. So my mother looked at Marsha and said, you can have a seat, honey. She said, she said, 
She said, thank you, Ms. Ruth. She sat down. And my brother got on the couch and started going like this. Like he was sending a signal to the rest of the family. And my mother said, you can clear your throat all you want. When that something's over, her butt's out of here. You can... Man, they had some territory. They weren't worried about your feelings. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt my child's feelings. Hurt them. I'm preaching up in this place, doc. I came on leave from the military. 1972, 1971, I came from overseas. And I, I, I started seeing this girl from West Philly, and she had this micro mini skirt on, and I bought in the house. And my mother looked at me and looked at her and said, where you going with that? <laughs> I said, I'm out of here. I, I was an adult. I said, I'm out of here. I'm gone, Doc. <laughs> I didn't play that. You know what all that taught me? Boundaries. Boundaries. Young people need boundaries. They need boundaries. And where there's privilege, there should be responsibility. Look what he says about the operation of where this stuff is coming from. My God. And, 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 and James, see James, see James, see the reason the church is so messed up and mixed up today because Paul says if you are led by the Spirit, then you ought to live by the Spirit. He ought to be directing you. He ought to be, amen, initiating in you. Listen to this. There's three categories of sin in 1 Corinthians, essential sins, spiritual sins, and social sins. But look what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Don't turn, don't turn. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? No, no, let's stop. Let's stop. We're not here condemning folk. Who am I to condemn? All the sin I came out of. He, he says they, they, they will not. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, guilty. Uh, idolaters, guilty. Adulterers, guilty. Homosexuals, not guilty. Some, 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 sodomites. Thieves, covetous, drunkards, guilty. Revilers, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You cannot live in habitual sin. Talking about you saved. You cannot live in unbroken sin. Talking about you saved. And Paul even went a step further. He said, and such were some of you. Ho, ho, ho. But you have been washed. The word wash means the blood of Jesus has forgiven your sin because you have put faith in the cross of Calvary. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says in you who were dead 
Weren't we zombies, dead men walking, dead men in the cabarets, dead men with drugs, dead men with uh, unlicited sex, dead men in cabarets, dead men acting a fool, and you who were dead in trespasses and sin, has he now washed? Thank you for your washing. It's called the washing of regeneration. When God washes you, you start changing from the inside out things I used to do. I don't want to do any more places I used to go. I don't want to go anymore. I've been washed in the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Can I get a witness? Not only have you been washed, but you've been sanctified. You've been set apart. Can I get a witness? And not only have you been set apart, but you've been justified. That means declared righteous. Can I get a witness? Child of God, when you understand what Jesus has done for you, you ought to run around this church. Can I get a witness? When I understand the goodness of God, it leads to repentance. Won't the goodness of God make you repent when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me? My soul cries out. Hallelujah. I thank God. Thank God. Thank God for saving me. Check it out. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I should be in hell this morning. Thank you, Jesus. But the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. And the song the psalmist said, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We got something to say up in this place. Can I get a witness? The Lord snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. The Lord put me on a street called straight. The Lord put a new song in my mouth. He put running in my feet and clapping in my hands and joy in my soul. Say yeah. I thank God I'm not what I should be. But thanks be to God, I'm not what I used to be. The Lord is good and his mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get a witness? But he moves to the outcome. Verse 18, and the fruit of righteousness, which is sown in peace of them that make peace. Now look what James is saying. I don't have time to elaborate, but love is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a ninefold fruit. Love is the power that moves us to respond to someone else's need without expecting anything to ourselves. Joy is an inward hope of exuberance. 
in spite of outside circumstances. Peace is a supernatural calm in the midst of chaos. Long-suffering is a quiet willingness to accept irritation in a painful situation. Kindness is generosity. Goodness is moral excellence. Faithfulness is loyalty. Gentleness is power under control. Self-control is restraint from passions and appetites. Child of God, but he closes on 18. He closes on not the origins or the operations, but the outcome. Worldly wisdom produces trouble, but wrong thinking produces wrong things. But God's wisdom produces blessings. Can I get a witness? Well, I'm closing this message. But when I think about prepositions, pay attention to grammatics. There are eight parts of speech. There's noun, pronoun, there's verb, there's adverb, there's adjective, there's preposition, there's conjunction. Can I get, there's, there's interjection. But what Paul begins to deal with, he deals with prepositions which are always directional. That when God brings me out of something, he doesn't leave me there, he's taking me into something. When God pulls me from something, he's taking me to something. Do I have a witness? And I like what Paul said in Romans 11, 33 to 36, don't turn. Paul says, oh, the depth of the riches of his wisdom and knowledge. Who knows the mind of the Lord? And look at a preposition. He says, for of him, that's origin, and to him, and through him, that's operation, and back to him, that's outcome, that everything we need is in Jesus. Can I get a witness? Young people, everything you need is in Jesus. You don't need to give way to bad decisions. You don't need to be under pressure to do the right thing. All you need to do is trust Jesus and discern his voice from a demonic voice. Can I get a witness? Should I go to college? Yes. Should I live a chaste life? Yes. Should I walk in the spirit? Yes. Should I praise the name of my Savior? Yes. Should I, should I tithe my money? Yes. Can I get a witness? I don't care what the rest of the youth are doing. They can rap, they can tap, they can pap, but you stand still on the word of God. Can I get a witness? He will, he'll bring you out. He'll bring you out with a shout. Can I get a witness? monster or master at the origin the operation and the outcome I'm so glad that I made my children do what I made them do they didn't like it they frowned about it they spoke under their breath but so be it I was looking at the outcome can I get a witness they're not perfect but God is blessing them. Can I get a witness? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. He will do far 
exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or think. I have plans for you, plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to a desired end. And we know that all things are working together for the good. Can I get a witness? Satan might work it in, but God will work it out. Can I get a witness? There's power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. Power! 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 For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor principalities, nor powers, nor anything present shall separate me from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Say yeah, say yeah, monster or master. You better translate where the voice is coming from. Say yeah, it's coming from hell or it's coming from heaven. It's divine or it's demonic. Monster or master. Here's the assurance we have in Jesus. If I walk with the master, my outcome will be powerful. And if you're suffering this morning, you coming out of this. Can I get a witness? You coming out of this. There's power in the name of Jesus. Where's your wisdom coming from? Let's stay on our feet. Every head is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning, listen to pastor. Listen to pastor. If you're here this morning, you're not saved. You've never asked Jesus Christ into your life, believing he died for your sins and buried and rose again. If you died right now, if you just drop right now and you're not totally sure if you would be in heaven, I want you to raise your hand right now. I want you to give your life to Jesus. Raise your hand. For the people that came by bus, raise your hand. Everyone else in the church, if you want to be saved, born again, blood washed, just put your hand there. I see your hands. The Lord loves you. If your hand is raised, step out here. Jesus said, you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Step out. Praise his name. Step out. Come on, brother. Step out. Bless the Lord. Come on. Love you, man. Praise Jesus. Come on, my brother. Come on, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Come on. I want you to step out. Come on. You want to join it? You want to join the church? Come on. Come on. Come on, brother. Bless the Lord. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you for coming. Come on. Come on. Right here. Come on. Come on, right now, right now. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto me. If you're not saved, be honest with God. Because if you die tonight or this afternoon and you're not saved, the Bible says yes, Lord. you're going to hell. Amen. Is there another you want to give your life to Jesus? You want to step out and trust him? Is there another? Is there another? Come on, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Praise the Lord. There another. Come on. Bless the Lord. Come on. There you go. Thank you, man. 
Thank you, man. Love you, boy. Thank you, baby. Love you. Come on. There another. Praise Jesus. Can you move down here? Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, man. Thank you. Come on. We're going to, come on. Move, 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 move it on down. We good. We good. There another. Praise the Lord. There another. I want you to step out. Not just the bus minutes. Anybody. Step out. Give your life to Christ and join the church in your Christian experience. When you belong to the local church, especially with, who's preaching the word, there is a protection device that the Holy Spirit puts around you. Can I get a witness? Is there another? I want you to step out. Come on, come on, come on. I don't believe all y'all say. I don't believe. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Praise Jesus. Come on. Balcony. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Right here. Come on. I'm going I'm just I'm away a few minutes. Come on. Praise Jesus. I don't believe all y'all say. And I believe that Satan is already tricking you. Don't go forth. I'm offering you life in Christ. Is there another? Is there another? I'm reaching out. Is there another? I'm reaching out. Come on. Congregation. Some of us are trapped between these wisdoms. Come on now. Let the Lord bow your heads, close your eyes. If God is telling you right now to step out, I want you to step out right now on God's authority. If he's telling you, as you close your eyes and bow your head, go to the front. I want you to move right now. Is there one? Just step out. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. Is there one? Come on, brother. Come on. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Praise the Lord, my brother. Praise the Lord, man. Come on. Love you, man. Come on. Praise Jesus. There another. There another. There another. Spiritual warfare is going on right now. Somebody's trying to make a decision and Satan is all over. Last call. Last call. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you move down, please? Move down. Move down. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, she's bringing all these young men. Praise Jesus. Is there another? See, listen, listen, because we are, come on, is there another? Because we are we're earthly bound, yes. we don't understand what the Bible says. The Bible says over one sinner that comes to Christ, the angels are shouting in heaven. Now, now, now listen, here, here's something else I want you that belong to St. Matthews. The reason the Holy Ghost keeps doing this is because the Holy Ghost is satisfied with what we're going to do with his sheep. Yeah. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is not about numerics. This is about salvation. Yeah. Is there another? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Somebody is struggling. Somebody 
is saying, I want to go, but you, you, you're in between. I want you to just step out. I'm, yeah. I'm still not pleased yeah. that all of you, I'm still not pleased yeah. that all of you are listening to the voice of God. Will you step out? Anybody in here? Anybody in here? Anybody in here? Step out, step out, step out, step out. Say, thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. In the day you hear my voice through the preacher, yeah. harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Anybody else? Now, let me tell this whole group before you go in the back. When I got saved, nothing changed. Don't let nobody in that back room or out here tell you that the moment you receive Christ, you get victory over your sins. That's a lie. It ain't changing. You got to grow in grace. Can I get a witness? So, if 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 you if you smoke and get high, that's not us to tell you to stop. That's for us to let God, the Holy Spirit, deal with you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to be steadfast, unmovable. Stay in Christ. Stay in this Word. Amen. I want all these people that don't belong in this church to get some kind of discipling, discipleship package. We're dealing with God's sheep. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask, give me two or three minutes to take them to the back to lead them to Christ. Thank you, man. Come on, look at the Lord a hand clap. Come on. The Lord a hand clap. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Bless the Lord. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come on up here, young lady. Come on. Didn't she do a great job? Didn't all of them? Didn't they do a great job? Come on. Give, give the Lord a hand clap. Our praise dancers, our choir, awesome. Awesome. Now, 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 wait a minute. Are you going, you going to college? Yeah. What college you want? You want to go to Drexel? Good. You going to college? What college you want to go to? NYU. Y'all going to college, right? We don't want you to take a trade. Trade, trade, trade your tie-in for something. We want you to go to college. You going to college, boy? All right. Where you, where, where you want to go? Miami. Miami. Everybody going to college? Brother man, you're looking at me funny. You going to college? All right, good. Praise the Lord. All right, praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Help us to translate where these impulses, these voices, these persuasions are coming from. Help us to see the origin, the operation, and we look to you for the outcome, that we would walk in wisdom, that, God, we would trust your word, that we would not trust our feelings, that we, Lord God, would be people that know that it's you on the telephone speaking to our hearts. Help us to walk in wisdom. Help us to trust you in all manner of life. And God, as we go out this door today, 
Let us keep asking ourselves, where is this voice coming from? In Jesus' name.